right, everyone. We're here with the fourth episode of Night Time. Wow! I know. Long awaited. Wahoo! Unless you're binging. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you know what? Okay. So you just heard Jake say wahoo, and you heard Jamie get upset about that. At the okay. end of this episode, I'll show you why. I hate you. <laughs> Don't. Okay. I knew oh, this was coming. It's going to show up. So just stay tuned for that. Um, But this episode, oh my God. Uh, in case you somehow missed this, we finished season one. Yep. That happened. And as a way to kind of celebrate that, <laughs> uh, we asked you celebrate? all. We asked you all for questions, and you sent them in. So a huge thank you to everybody who sent in questions. We really appreciate that. You if you don't, do. if you don't know that, and you haven't listened to that episode yet, you probably should, or this yeah, won't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, make sure you've listened to every episode before this one. Don't have this be your first episode. Yeah, do not start here. <laughs> do, don't start, start here. Nighttime four. <laughs> Don't start. <laughs> Wait, should that be our new intro? Just like, welcome to Night's Quest. Don't start with this one. <laughs> welcome to Night's Quest. Go back. Go back. Go back. And then now get out. Start, and then we'll edit the first one. And say start here. <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna read your questions. We're gonna try to read as many as we can, and we're gonna answer them. Some might There's have some good ones. <laughs> some might have short answers. Some might have long answers. Yep. We're just gonna fill it out. I have no idea how long this episode will be. You do. It's, it's like ten minutes long. We just breeze through all the questions. <laughs> well, you do. You know how long it is. It says it right there. You're probably checking. Unless you're driving, don't check. If you're driving. <laughs> Unless it says so yeah, on your yeah. pool. If you have like a 2016 oh, or newer car, and it says it does. the time on you the You can dash. check that. Yeah, you can check oh. that. Anyway, we should probably probably do questions. Yeah. Jake, are you ready for questions? I am. Jamie. Yeah, kind of. Well, I time guess. Out. <laughs> Well, that no, was perfect. No, I'm fucking keeping that. <laughs> you just got a random phone call. I really like the timing of that. I think it had a nice flow. I know. That was really good. <laughs> All right. We're going to start with a, an, uh, an easy one, maybe. Uh, sure. Sent in by Kelly. Uh, she yeah. asks, who is your favorite character to play? <laughs> Jamie? <laughs> Obviously the slippery one. <laughs> no question. <laughs> I feel like this quen- this question was not intended for me. I don't know. I feel like you. you I mean, the slippery one is a valid answer. <laughs> He's played Rainer Bjornsson forty plus episodes, and he goes, "You know, guys, I've... I really wanted to be about this character we killed." <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the record as saying that I believe in my heart of hearts that he has survived because of his inherently slippery nature. Not everyone on this podcast agrees with me, so <laughs> that is uh, that is a creative <laughs> difference. Like season five. Exactly. We'll have to w- see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake? <laughs> um, it's tough because I feel like every character has a part of me in it, and I feel like I've tried... I've tried to not have every character be a snarky asshole, <laughs> but it kind of works out that way in a different different forms. So I'd say it would be a toss up between. It's a three way tie between Eloise, <laughs> Katrina, and Quiz. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Jonathan's up there too. It's oh, tough because they all they no, all to say all of them, <laughs> but it's not all of them. Like there are characters that I enjoy definitely more than others, but I say I I feel like those are my top four favorites. But then there's also like rando characters that yep, I've really enjoyed yep. playing as well. <laughs> so yeah, I would say like consistent characters. Um, I really enjoy Quiss, Katrina, Jonathan, and Eloise. Um, I had a lot of fun with Market Mark. Mm. Oh God. Um. Terrence, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I enjoy I enjoy most of the characters. You you really did an 
and and I say it, it was really impressive and surprising because it wasn't a funny character, so it caught me off guard how good this character was. Lord Burnrust, like way back in the beginning. Oh yeah, like you put so much. Like, oh, yeah. you put the voice into it, and you put a lot of thought into how he would act and talk, and, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't outright a bunch of jokes, Honestly, which is, like, the way made it even better. The way that played Burnrust changed a lot of how I felt like I had to play Salazar. Salazar, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. in my head, originally, I pictured Burnrust being, like, a pushover, and he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he kind of was, but... It, but not as much as I thought. Right. Right, right. But then, there was another character... And I'm trying to remember, because in my head I remember thinking about the same kind of stuff, playing characters. Like, Reader McKellen mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't intentionally funny, but it ended up being that way, and I think that was because of all the stuff that we had to do with Mirjik, yeah. and mm-hmm. he was, like, burning mm-hmm. the book and everything. Um, and we named him Reader McKellen, so he was kind of doomed from the start. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what? I don't know, what about you, Nathan? Uh, that's a good question. I think my favorites are just kind of been the the weird ones where I end up laughing along. I mean, I love Leroy. Um, Mirjik is just really fun to play because I don't know what he's gonna do Definitely. next. Definitely, and especially I like the rhyming bits. They're a challenge, and I enjoy it. Yeah, and I mean for for those of you listening, you can't really tell when you're just listening to the edited episode, but like most of the time, the rhymes are pretty pretty off the cuff like yeah he doesn't take a ton of time yeah, i think there's only been like once where i was like now nah, that sucked I that really like, again yeah. yeah that really impressed me because it is so easy to make bad rhymes mm-hmm. like that sound really dumb but they technically do rhyme but you have you have a way of uh making it work so that the words that rhyme are actually there for a reason and mm. not just to finish the rhyme and sound silly. Yeah, not like just a, xylophone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, it, first of all, why are you rhyming xylophone? That, that's that's your first mistake. Yeah, Make easy God. words to rhyme. Amateurs. Jeez. Also, it's really fun how like we each roll to decide what music is going to do next. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not like consciously contributing to what he's going to do, but I kind of am because I get to <laughs> I get to spin the wheel of fate or whatever. Yeah. How How do you feel about Playing Jeff. <laughs> Jeff has gone on a roller coaster. Oh, he started off as this guy that couldn't speak, which right. at first I thought, okay, that's weird. And then I'm like, oh, that's a fun challenge yeah, to do with our medium. And of then course. I thought, that's like, it's not going to work very well. Well, for a while we just described what he did and yeah. like how he acted. And then, but then I thought it was funnier that he could speak. And then <laughs> we just used the voice that we made him as a joke. And then I thought that was a funny voice. And then he turned into a sleaze. He really and did. And then I was like, well, gotta lean in hard on the sleaze. <laughs> Which is what I tend to do once I find out that character's any way racist or sexist. Right. It's like, they're now the worst. Right. It's, <laughs> I don't think there are many people in Night's Quest that have, like, non-character defining qualities. <laughs> Like, if they have some sort of chink in their armor or... That's them. If they, they have a chink, yeah. Whatever... What, That's their style. Yes. Oh, whatever, whatever weird thing is about them, that is their thing. <laughs> right. Which, yeah, you could look back and be like, what's the difference between um, Wallace and Anastasia Ajax is Wallace goes style. <laughs> and Anastasia Ajax goes, hello, 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 Jevin, there's That's the difference. That's it. That's how I get into they the might character. Even be related. <laughs> might be the same person. Oh, shit. Whoa. Oh, I will say it has been, like, especially for the Sun Festival, 
I got so oh much joy goodness. out of all of the people that we created. Yeah, that was magical. That was so much fun. Um like, shit. Um shit was my guy. Rest in peace. Rip um shit. But mm. also, what was the archer? Oh, Morgana? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Basically, the characters we have the most fun with are the ones you can tell by listening because we'll be, we'll be dying as the characters. Yeah, and they'll usually last for more than an episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if there's a really good character. Like, like we'll Ulrich. I had well, to drag you're... Ulrich back. Yeah, yeah. And like if you remember it. Reginald and Rory. I mean, oh, come on. Yes. I mean, come on. Reginald and Rory. Um, <laughs> Stingo and Rar, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say that, oh, like, no. also, also when the people at the table forget the jokes, like, oh, one hundred percent, yeah, because yeah. like there was the whole bit where like Reginald and Rory or Jonathan as um, the reckless, the reckless recluse. recluse had told them he oh, wanted yeah, to hear yeah. their life story. The reckless recluse is locked in the prison cell with them, and he with started telling them. their story, yeah. and I forgot that's what was going to happen, <laughs> and then they start going, and I'm like, oh no, yeah, that was really fun, yeah, good moments. Well. That's one question. So yeah. thank you, Kelly, for that question. Good stuff. The next one is going to be from Neil. Thank you, Neil. Yeah. Um, if Rainer didn't win the Sun Festival, who would have? Oh boy. I mean, if if Umshit didn't like bite it, <laughs> I would say he was a crowd favorite, like a Ripley's Believe It or Not kind of. Dark oh, definitely. Horse. I don't know. I had my heart set on Morgana. I thought Morgana was going to win because we really, we really were rolling. Um, I think, I've, I think I've said this before, but like Rainer just had a bunch of buffs to the dice rolls, yeah. so like they were still dice rolls. I just had a lot of advantage. Yeah, he totally could have still lost. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I and mean, I Quist definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much creativity to the Morgana performances. Yeah. And for that reason, I was like. I kind of want her to win. <laughs> this is really mm. impressive. And then, um, <laughs> what was the guy's name who juggled, like, weapons? Oh, yeah! Oh. Chadwick. Chadwick, Dude. yes. Chadwick was pretty sweet. I don't. I didn't... I, he got out pretty second round. He was very much like, if you watch uh, America's Got Talent or <laughs> any, any of those shows where they do an act and then yeah, the judges yeah, yeah. are all like... Okay, that's really cool, but how are you going to continue to evolve this act? You know, mm-hmm. at a certain point, I'm going to get all my stuff stolen. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. Yeah. No, but yeah, as Jamie said, we genuinely rolled those numbers, and Rainer actually did get the highest number. So Rainer got a 24 total. Um, and yeah, then, I suppose we can actually say who would have yeah, won. Morgana got a 22 total, so she would have won if Rainer had not. Right. And that would have been a very different story. I'm trying to remember how the better crew did. Did they have a decent role? Uh, no, game? not that last. That not, last not one they great. got 17, so they okay. were third, actually. Yeah, okay. they, were, they were third. Garfunkel was fourth. <laughs> the, the drummer. <laughs> the Jonathan, the drummer. as quiz, oh, yeah. Yeah. got fifth. <laughs> and then Sheila got last, and he died. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Yeah, no, there's a lot of elements of the story that are, I mean, we, we roll dice, we it's improvised, so we don't actually know what's going to happen. It's very rare that we will, I'm, well, actually, no, it's not existent that we'll change the story to, like, further a plot point that the dice don't support. Like, yeah. right. if yep. we, if the dice roll, that's the law of the game. Right. Just like, <laughs> like when, when Quiz got a one and a zero. Yeah. There's no, like, well, can we make it better so we can win? No. Yeah, can we edit that out? No, that's, no, that's the game. That's what it is, that's and, what and it that's. Is. I mean, that's what makes us. I think that those are the best parts of the story is when the characters right. screw up, and that's something I've been trying to do better at is not letting you guys win everything. Right, hmm. because if you fail, you fail. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like especially, I mean, going back to quests, 
especially after he escaped from Costarine. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he fought the Mistwalker. Mm-hmm. That was an awesome fight. That was really mm-hmm. cool. And it was full of failures. <laughs> um, Pretty much. Um, can, I, can I go back for a second? When you mentioned Jonathan as Quiz, it made me think, like, if I have objective favorite characters... Number one is probably Jonathan, and number two through, like, whatever is Jonathan as different people. <laughs> Jonathan as Noble Mincer is amazing. I have been so happy with, like, me as an individual, I love doing voices, and right, so it's right. so much fun to be able to do Jonathan doing voices. Like, Jonathan as, as right. the Reckless Recluse right. was it's not really you, fun. It's not you impersonating the voice. It's, it's you Jonathan being Jonathan being another person. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. A voice so that like, you made up doing a voice that you made up. Right. <laughs> and also like having the dice roll effect how good of an impersonation that is. <laughs> but yeah, Jonathan as Noble Mincer was a phenomenal... Oh, phenomenal. my lord. I'm going to segue after pointing to uh, the next question okay. from Josh Krantz. Uh, do you three have backgrounds in theater or other things that made you good with ad lib? Yeah, I mean, so... Um, is yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think I'm the only one of the three of us who is, like, going to school for theater. Correct. Right. Um, but, Which is why you got them primo voices. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but the three of us were always doing theater stuff. Yeah, right. I think that's how we all met. Yeah. Yeah, it was in See How They Run. See How They Run. Oh, my God. Was a, a play we wrote. I just recently looked back at pictures of that, and God, I miss it. Oh, that was the best. Basically, for those of you who didn't see it, which probably many of you, it was, I don't even, I can't even describe the plot, but basically, let me tell you, you (laughs) you said the plot, Jake, what was the plot of the story and what were our characters? So in See How They Run, it follows the bishop's wife, uh, who is being visited by her American friend who is in the American military. Right. The bishop himself is is not, or you mean Lowell? No, Josh was the American friend. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Lowell for being... Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, the priest. The only issue being, for her American military friend to be able to hang out with her, he can't be in uniform because he can't be seen <clears throat> off the American military base. Right. So he dresses up in the bishop's clothes because they're the only clothes in the house that fit him. Unbeknownst to uh, the woman, her husband's father... I think. Where were you? I was like another bishop. Just another bishop. Some other clergyman. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember why. And I was also another clergyman. Yes. I forgot how I connected. So more people start showing up at the house, and uh, he is pretending to be the bishop. While this is all happening, I played a Russian escape spy (laughs) who also dresses up as the bishop and holds her captive. So then the actual bishop shows up, and there's oh, about amazing. five of them running around the house wearing the same clothes, mm-hmm. pretending to be See how each they other. Run. It is, and it was so yeah, it was oh a my farce. Gosh, it was fun. Basically, the like who's the real bishop? Everyone's running around. Everyone's getting spooked, fainting, and gunpoint. Awesome and... Russian accents. I, yeah. yeah, really, just the one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't know what the word farce literally meant until that, and then I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. but I mean, then I mean, Nathan and I, we've done improv. And... Yeah, we were in an improv troupe together. Yeah, that was that was the reason I hesitated to say yes to the question because I've done a bunch of theater stuff. I don't think any single one of it had anything to do with ad lib. So like, but you're also like a creative writer too, and I think that, I, yeah. that you, plays you have an it. artistic mind. 
Yeah. Well, well, thank you. Um, What I hope to say with that is that, like, this has been very new for me, and I'm trying to get better at it as we go. Yeah. Because I I feel like, especially in a lot of those early episodes, I had no clue what I was doing. Well, and it's it's funny you say that, because I've been talking with Josh, because he's been listening kind of as we've been going along, and so... He he has even said that about mm-hmm. the earlier episodes that there are times where he just wants to hit you. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent, but not in a negative way. But then, like, like, like come on, yeah, okay, yeah. But yeah, then, yeah. like, as the story goes along, inability to make decisions and the going back and forth and the arguing with yourself gets more ingrained as a character trait and right. less about not being able to do the thing. Mm-hmm. So it like it I gets more it gets more it. bearable as the show goes along because it gets more nuanced. You know. Okay. Yeah. I was going to make a joke about how that's a good excuse and I should use that. <laughs> but the more the more you were talking the more I was like that actually does make sense though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the more you do a thing, you know. Right, right, exactly. Our next question is kind of like it's going to be a conglomeration of questions. Um so I'm going to read all of them and then I'll okay. to the point. Uh these were all sent in by Josh Krantz. He sent in most of them. Hi Josh. Um <laughs> he wanted to know how did it end up being the three of us um doing the podcast oh, yeah. for tonight's quest? Was the idea of Nathan as the writer in the original story of Night's Quest? How did Nathan and Josiah, my my friend, end up writing the original Night's Quest back and forth? Was the writer and hero an idea, main idea, back in that story? So basically, I just want to, we should just do some context. Just the history of Night's Quest. Now we will explore the history of Night's Quest. All right, so I guess the, I'll start with the high school stuff, and then you guys can cover after that. It started in sophomore year, chemistry class. Um, I'm sitting there with my, my buddy Josiah, um, who I've mentioned before, and we were bored in class because the teacher had to keep going over the same content because the other kids weren't paying attention, and we were, and so we, we kind of got it. And so we were bored, and Josiah had just been playing a bunch of like those text adventure games like zork yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and so he wanted to do that in real you have life been eaten by a guru right and so he was playing that with um a person sitting next to him and they were playing back and forth and he would like write it out and draw a box on the paper hand it to them and then they would fill in the box with their answer and i'm like hey i want to play too he's like okay so we started off it was super generic i was sir nathaniel and i went on a quest <laughs> to kill a dragon and it started off like i would just go like turn left at the fork or Go to the forest. You know, super yeah, simple. Yeah, he, he. All of these notebooks are like physical things. Yeah. That so we like, have how it worked through. is we were like writing on it, and he I would he would pass him one. That says, pass, "What do you do next?" <laughs> yeah, so like he would pass me the actual like spiral notebook. I would write down, pass it next to him. Never got in trouble by the teacher. And this kept going on. Eventually, my answers would get more elaborate, and so he would stop writing the box because it was too big, and there would be dialogue going back and forth. Pretty early on in the story, I realized we didn't really set out how you would win this game. But he would keep keep threatening me, like, hey, you know, at any point I could just make fire rain down from the sky. And I'm like, um... So the only way I could really be safe <laughs> is if I was... We called it the Game Master at the time because it was more of a game. I'm like, if I become the Game Master, then that's how I win. So I found a genie lamp, wished to be the Game Master, and then it happened. And, and so, the roles swapped. And so we swapped. I was Game Master, and then he became the hero. And that was kind of the <laughs> inciting incident of that storyline. And we played for... Two and a half years, covering seven notebooks. We played over the summer. It, it determined, like, whenever a new class started, we would try to sit next to each other. And if we couldn't, we would throw the notebook across the classroom. Never got in trouble. Not once. Not a single time did a teacher say, hey, how, stop throwing the notebook. How is that possible? Because that... we were good. <laughs> we didn't do it in front of, like, when the teacher turned around, 
And there was like one dude, we had to throw it over every time. There was one time he smacked it in the air because he was so annoyed oh, of damn. us like throwing it over his head. <laughs> wow. And so that was that was a lot of fun. And very different school experiences. So, so the, the story eventually like grew and grew in detail and complexity. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember why, how it. We yeah. Got so I'll, I'll segue but... here. But then I went to college. I still liked the story, and I wanted to refine it and perfect it because you know I, I wrote it in high school. So there were like a lot of really trashy, awful parts. <laughs> but I still liked. It was important to me, and I somehow started reading it to my roommate Xander. Shout out Xander. And then Jake wanted to hear it, and then oh, Jamie, that's right. Jamie showed yeah. up one time and was hearing it too, and yeah. And then I was like, "Well, well, shit, let's just start over." And at the time, like I was really involved with a couple other theater friends trying trying to go through some voice acting avenues, and I thought, what better way to like work on like voice stuff? Yeah. If like Jamie <laughs> listens to the story, Nathan reads as himself, and Josiah and I encompass. Everybody, yeah, you filled in a lot of other characters. Yeah, yeah. what really (laughs) threw me off about the first time we were reading through that is that I I had missed the very first one. Yeah, you missed so like the first time I was hanging out with you guys, and all of a sudden these notebooks are popping up. It was like partway through the story was already going, and it was just kind of like. No, this this is what we're doing, and I'm like, oh, we're not gonna play a video game or something. Like, no, <laughs> just bear with me here. No, and then we no, just kind of went for it. Listen, Nathan's gonna read a notebook, and I'm gonna take it every five seconds. <laughs> no, it was such a weird thing to me at the beginning, but it, almost immediately I was like, this is so much fun. Even just hearing it and like giving random crappy feedback once in a while was so fun. Yeah, because it was such a goofy, like strange new way of writing a story I hadn't run into before. Yeah. Yeah, and so then when we had all finished with schooling, that was kind of what you know we did. We kept reading these books back and forth, and it took a while. Out loud, yeah, yeah out like, loud. Right. In, in this space we are in right now, James, <laughs> James space. And then as we were wrapping up the book, I forget who asked it. Was uh-huh. it? I'm pretty sure because I at the I was definitely having some feelings of like we're out of college now, and there's fewer and fewer things. There are fewer and fewer reasons to get together on a regular basis, and this mm-hmm. is like enough of a scheduled thing that we still <clears throat> hang out. And so I think I asked, like, what's the next thing after? Because like we're gonna finish this last notebook in like a week, and I don't want this to stop. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. What What's next? Yeah, and then we somehow decided. Well, how about we play? Night's yeah, we do Night's we Quest. We play Night's <laughs> Quest ourselves. And we're like, well, we can't write down a notebook. That'd be super lame. Yeah. And, and it would take forever. It, would and, take, it, yeah. it does take a long time to do the writing. <laughs> so then we thought, well, we'll just speak it. But one of the reasons I really like the written notebooks is you can go back to it. Yeah. So then we're like, well, let's just record it so we can have it, you know. And, for, and, for context. For context yeah. and, like, remember what happened. And then I was doing pen sword at the time, mm-hmm. and I think and I think that kind of triggered the thought of like, well, we're recording it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was like sharing it with other people, like on Google Docs, and it was just a hassle to like share it all the time. Like, you know what? It would be easier if we uploaded it, so people yeah. who want to hear it can hear it. Yeah, and it'd be easier for us to access it. And so that's how it became a podcast. It was like nine-tenths of the way to a podcast already. We just hadn't pulled the final switch yet. Right. So. And then a lot, of the, a lot of the finer points of like the editing and the music and more recently more refined directions for characters. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, definitely. That has kind of evolved because of the medium that we chose. To, like mm-hmm. because right. it is a podcast and because people are actually listening to this garbage. Um <laughs> We are <laughs> just take- taking a drink of water, <laughs> but like because we actually yeah. have like people listening to this, we're taking more time mm, and we're definitely do 
things differently because of it. Yeah. But yeah, to summarize the idea too, the idea of Nathan as the writer in the original stories was partially true because like we would take turns, me and Josiah, we would switch roles back and forth every now and then. It only happened like a couple points. So yeah, that was an idea. And so that carried over. So I'll just move into the next thing that you were starting to talk about, mm-hmm. which a couple asked about. Let's just go into the music. Yeah. Uh, Josh Palmer asked, uh, how do you write the songs? I love all oh, the music dude. and want more. Then uh, Josh Krantz also asked, does Jamie do all the music? <laughs> so I Jamie, mean, you want to answer that one? I mean, yeah. Yes, I guess is the answer. <laughs> um that's also the reason there isn't any music until episode five. It's also the reason that there's that the theme song has such a random assortment of like weird noises is because when I first started using GarageBand, and I still don't know why this is, it only let me use like half of the options, and all the other ones it would just say you don't have this yet. <laughs> and I was like, I do though. I have the program. I don't understand. And then a couple weeks later, they were mysteriously available. So the first thing I wrote was that uh, theme song, and it took... A really long time, and I was like very nervous about it. Yeah, because we had had a conversation when you were looking at it, like, the, yeah, like how do I make my own music if I just have to keep using these pre-recorded loops? And I was like, right. oh no, you can totally put notes in there. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't find it. <laughs> I was I was messing around at this program. I was like, I I swear there's a way to just write notes of music and i can't find it yeah. it's driving me crazy and i mean jamie has a music background and he <laughs> like he plays like an assortment of instruments now oh yeah uh, okay i really play piano that's about and it. ocarina <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and whatever sounds you can make come out of the piano right you, so you can play <laughs> electric guitar them. really all of the yeah, instruments of course, of you course. can do on yeah. the piano yeah that was super interesting because we got to um, – we had a bunch recorded already, especially early on in the seasons. We were, like, way ahead of when the episodes were getting posted. So by the time we got to episode four or five, we already knew about all the Basal Ghoul stuff. And, like, I think I think maybe it was you, Nathan, who mentioned, like, do you want to write a some kind of backing track for the big scene with Basal Ghoul? Like, that's a really important moment. And I was yeah. like, yeah, sure. And I started working on it, and I was like, this is really fun, though. What's the episode coming out, like, this next week? The fight with the Rock Boys? I want to write something for that, too. I want to write something for all of them. Yeah, and then and I just, like... And then I just threw into it, but, like, yep. way more than I was actually ready for. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do a great job of trying to handle that at first, and that's why there were so many... There, there have definitely been quite a few weeks where, like, the very last possible moment, like, 3 a.m. the night before the episode goes up, like, I'm sending a bunch of shit to Nathan. <laughs> like, okay, this will go here, this will go here, this one you have to pause here and then fade it in here. <laughs> like, but it was super fun, and I'm really mm-hmm. glad I got to do it, and I can't wait to do more for season two. I just think that I need to be a little more careful with <laughs> managing right. my time so that it nice doesn't... And what's nice, too, is you have, like, a, a stockpile of songs. Right, exactly. Because in the later ones, I don't know if you caught this, but we'll, like, reuse some of the songs because oh, yeah. they work. Or, or like if they're like Chubb's theme, yeah, yeah like yeah. there's a song for a person or an event, like yeah. his Ajax, you know. Throw it in there, Chubb. Should, so I don't know why Chubb you. has a theme. <laughs> I think it's just because does Chubb like, the dog have a different theme? I don't. know. He could not yet, I not guess. yet. But like that was one of the very first ones because that was only in episode five or six. So I was writing music for like every little thing that happened in that episode, and it kind of didn't make sense. Oh, perfect! Of course. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, uh, those very early episodes had a lot of music that, if I was doing those again, I probably 
there's probably a, a couple I wouldn't put in because they didn't at the like moment. Stings or, yeah, yeah, I was just thinking of like I want to give each thing or person a theme, mm-hmm. and I think that's okay. But you also want to be a little careful of like it shouldn't just happen for no reason, you know? Right. Like yeah. <laughs> intentionally, um, right? Right. But I think that's getting better, and that's also the reason the music has sort of, sort of like funneled in a little bit more. Like there's fewer of them, but they're more. I think important. I think they're a little more. What is the word? That's, Significant. Yeah, but also impactful. Deliberate. And that's the mm, word I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's just Garage Band. It's just cycling through a bunch of sounds until I find one on, that I think is correct. I guess. I love the sound you use for PB singing. Oh, I, cool. I picked it up and when on the Careless Whisper yeah. for thirty nine. I'm like, wait, this is a song. I've heard this sound in like multiple songs. Yeah. Oh, this this is PB. Yeah. This is PB singing. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad. That was super fun. I just I was glad that I found something that I could sort of halfway like sure this is what a magical bat sounds right. like. Why not? You yeah. Know? There's no wrong answer for that one. No right. Exactly. Like, exactly. Excuse me. That's not what a magic bat sounds like. <laughs> I think legally I should say this. The only legally. song, the only songs that are in. Oh. Yep. The episodes that Jamie did not do yeah. are in episode three before he was doing music, and I thought I should add some music. And also, this oh, is before yeah. I thought we were going to make it a podcast. Um, I forgot about that. The music played at that first concert. <laughs> I believe one is from Elder Scrolls. Uh, one is from the Witcher series. I don't remember the third one. So, well, I mean, the if third you go one... back, if you go back, and it's not those, that means we changed them. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> the, third the, right one, the third one was, and I, I'm still amazed that you found this somewhere. The third one was. An ocarina recording of the song Careless Whisper. Oh, yeah, I googled that. I googled that. It's on YouTube. Of course it is. If it exists, the internet has it. Yeah, that was fun to find. There are a couple pieces of music that are me actually playing the ocarina, but they're very edited because I'm I'm still... I haven't put in a ton of time to actually getting good at it, so I'll play, like, two notes, then stop, then figure out what the next two notes are supposed to be, then play those, and then just edit the whole thing together so it sounds better. So it is me playing it for real, but it's not me sitting down and just playing just a minute. Tune. Exactly, exactly. I think that's only happened a couple times. Like the one where Rainer is playing the the Lonely Thief song mm. in the in the cavern. I actually thought that one turned out super cool, and I was so proud of it because up until that point, it had been really tough to make my recordings sound anywhere near as good as like the garage band stuff because it's so it's like a little out of tune and it's a little tinny and like recording it on my computer whatever yeah but i think that's finally coming along and i hope to do it more i wanted to do one for the very last episode but i ran out of time again i don't know it's been a whole thing but it's been such a cool learning experience and it's so much fun and i can't wait to do more so thank you guys both, both Josh and Josh. Next question is from Xander. What elements of the story were actually planned um, in the beginning? Uh, uh, well, from how is, early? I mean, how early on? Yeah, I guess the earliest of ones. I guess it's probably I, probably I should answer that one. Well, I mean, right right away at the beginning, you definitely had a very specific plan of like these are the things you're doing today, Rainer. Right. Well, not not true. Um, <laughs> these are the things that I knew before we started recording. Okay. I knew Goldon was a town that had a gold mine in it. I knew we were in Glenwood, and I kind of knew like the history of that place. Uh-huh. I knew Jamie's character, I didn't know his name or what he was, Okay. No, um, would have a best friend who's, who worked at the mine. I knew that there would be a mine owner, there'd be a, a lord, that there would be a female character. That was it. 
I, I guess I knew Costarina and the Sun Festival existed. I knew Hidgety existed and had crime in it. I didn't think we would be going there. <laughs> um, I knew that the rider was a thing. Right. But like, were there like were there any points at any at any stage in the beginning that you Nathan were like, I am leading the characters to this apex. Um, like I'm leading these. People. I guess you know I did know that there was a demon in the mind. I did know that from that, the beginning. That was going to be the thing I brought up because that that's one of the only things I can think of right off the bat that happened to us instead of being a result of one of our decisions. I remember the moment where it was like, suddenly, yeah. this happens. And we were like, oh, this is new. And, <laughs> this and is very unexpected. Realistically, like, we could have just left. Like, we, could, <laughs> we right. didn't have you to could've, stay. We could have gone anywhere at any time. Done, <laughs> you did not have to do the chores on the first day. Yeah, that's I true. didn't that's think true. you would do the chores on the first day. <laughs> Red leather, yellow leather. Well, that, that goes back to me not knowing how to play this game. And so meekly just, like, taking the instructions of, like, I guess this is what we're doing now. Yeah. Oh, I need to get leather? Okay. Yeah, apparently we'll this it. is happening. But yeah, Nobleman, okay. Sir, Quiss, <laughs> Leroy, Mirjik, the character, oh you know, like pretty much the entire population. Of, of most towns. Of most towns. Taylor and, and Tanner. Tanner and Taylor and... And Bethilda and Eloise for Pete's oh, sake. Oh, definitely. None of them I had any plans for. They didn't, like, I didn't they, know they exist. They didn't exist until the moment they existed. Quiss existed because you said, can there be a convenience wizard? Leroy existed because you said, like... You I have at least Leroy. Yeah. yeah, my friend. Oh, look, my friend Leroy. And so, like, then there was a Leroy. Yeah. yeah. So all of that, we came up in this uh, on the spot, improvised. I think, I think before before we sat down and recorded for the first time, we were just kind of we were doing a little bit of groundwork, and it was just like I don't know. I think he's a bard, and it was like, <laughs> oh yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. So like a couple minutes before the recording, we just decided on that, and then it became mm-hmm. this huge important part of the right. story. All the music elements right. and stuff, and that method has been our saving grace it has. of <laughs> is this a thing is a thing oh which leads me to uh another question that josh krantz asked which i really like this one was keeping most jokes as canon a planned feature or a happy accident <laughs> it's definitely a happy accident right because it was a joke in the beginning but then like a lot of the stuff that we ended up joking about ended up be- being like so like endearing to the story. Well, I am I think I'm pretty sure I said in episode 1 yes, that you did. every joke we make is going to be real unless it breaks with yeah. the world unless that it breaks the, said. it destroys yeah. the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So every joke's going to be real. And but when, like when we said magic, <laughs> oh, we're going to discover that later. We did. We in did a, do that. In a weird way now that actually is a rule that we can go back to. Like, no, the joke has to be canon. We said mm-hmm. that. It was such an example of weirdness and extremes, but now it's sort of transformed into, like, an actual thing we can measure stuff by right. and be like, like no, a, this is how it works. Yeah, it's kind of like like a like a law of this world yeah, that we've created. Yeah. I think there's a bit in um there's a bit in like Who Framed Roger Rabbit where they're like, so cartoon characters can stretch and fly and whatever, like all the time, whenever they want, and the character's like, no, only when it's funny. Mm. And like that's what I think of. Because that's how it how we justify of like is that what happened yes. well like if it, it's canon i mean like, yes. that's canon the... now bitch <laughs> real quick going back to the last question i just want to throw on one extra thing before i forget i think it's fair to say that like all of the big stuff we were talking about definitely wasn't planned but like as the episodes go along if something big happens in hidgety and we're in hidgety then like 
of course, we're going to be thinking about what our characters right, will right, do right. next. So, yeah. like, there's a little bit planned. Yeah, there's thinking in between episodes. Right. You know, we'll be like, okay, we left on this cliffhanger. Figure out what your character is going to do. Right. I have to figure out how I'm going to tie all these loose ends <laughs> that Jake makes. Which I got to give credit. Jake is an expert at making loose ends. And I've noticed this. When Jake leaves a mystery, he doesn't know the answer. I don't. When Jamie <laughs> leaves a cliffhanger mystery, he does know what the answer is. That's because I've only done it like twice. <laughs> it's been very specific to Rainer. And my job is to tie them up yeah. and and then leave two choices for Rainer. To I, yeah, right, I, exactly. I try really hard to, to tie up my own loose ends, but I don't like doing it because right. I don't like knowing the answer most times. I, I, like, I can get that. I like there being a mystery or an open mm. door that we can go through later, mm. but... I, I, I can definitely also get that there's something not quite as something quite as fun or exciting about finishing a thing as there is introducing a new thing. Of yeah, because like, oh there's my so goodness, many answers. What are we? Yeah. yeah, like with the um, that's why I said room. Not knowing <laughs> was, the answer, it could be anything. Oh, and then when you find out, you're like so difficult to actually bring that one to a close because we had no idea what was in there. Right. I mean, that's kind of what I had <laughs> in mind the whole time. Barely too. addressed it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll have to go back. It's gonna have to, yeah. we'll have to go back. Next question is from Neil again. Uh, thank you, Neil. Have any weapons been nerfed? Example, reverse omatic, oopsie bracer. Did you have oh. any conversations in between sessions about not abusing specific items? The uh, one the one specifically, and this happened during an episode for Jonathan was the oopsie bracer. Because like yeah. we had to we had to state and for quizzes, rings as well. <laughs> there there has to be some sort of ramification. For using this like game breaking tool yep. of like oh yep. I messed up well, I'll just do it again mm, oh, I'll just do it again and so like the nerf in essence was creating the DP or the or even the corruption points mm. of like doing this thing over and over again is going to cost you yeah right. that first I think it first happened with the reverse omatic because you kept using it right and I'm like. What's going to keep you from doing that? And I was like, uh, you're tired. <laughs> like, I, kind of, I kind of knew how magic worked, but I was like, I think yeah. we're going to have to do that now. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think the only actual, because most of them we just kind of left their rules and we just added DP and stuff yeah. like that. The only one we actually changed how it physically worked was the Amulet of Chance. Yeah. Oh, and yep. twice. We, even, we did it twice because first we had to give it uh, an upper and a lower boundary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Now I know what you're saying. We had to add yep. more than twenty, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we added like a secondary modifier to with it as coin. well with the coin. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we I mean, we did that within the story, yeah. which I, I think made sense um, and made it much more chancy. Uh, <laughs> which you know, it turned out it did. It did that. <laughs> it did do um, that. But yeah, that was the only Sometimes one I can vividly remember. Yeah. We like actually changed how yeah. the item worked. We have had a lot of discussions about how stuff works. Like, we definitely had to sit down and be like, okay, what can't the reverse matic do? Right. My favorite is the scythe that slows down time. The lazy river. Because mm-hmm. it was... It's not the most confusing thing in the world, but it is... It is confusing because we could not get on the same page of what right. exactly it did. Neil also asked, "What was the time stone scythe supposed to like accomplish? <laughs> like, what is it supposed to do?" Yeah. We could not get that nailed down because then also we like were so tripped up. Yeah, I also found a potential contradiction. Oh no! Because when they are still in Hidgety and Jonathan goes back to prank Ulrich, mm-hmm. he throws the lazy river, and when it hits the bag of Pidgety feathers. Ulrich is in slow motion, and all of the feathers are falling in slow <laughs> oh, motion. Oh, no. So, yes. like, that... No, that's that's correct. Yeah. It is? Because what the... 
What the lazy river does is it is it just lets the user, okay, Jonathan, react faster, so everything around him seems to be slowing down. But for everybody else, okay. it's just normal time, and he, basically Jonathan's just in like bullet time. So Jonathan oh, so looks like Jonathan. he's moving super fast. Okay, so so Jonathan the, looks like he's moving really fast. So okay. in that scene where Ulrich is falling into the pile of pidgety feathers in slow motion, that is Jonathan's perception. Correct. Right? Okay, yeah. I'm with it. This now. is only the so, third or fourth time we've gone. So apparently, over this. We, we didn't actually know what it did <laughs> until now, and still probably won't. So thank you, thank you, Neil. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. Also, have we talked about that table where we were like coming up with the item? Oh yeah, how it was created. I think yeah. we mentioned it in the episode because that was super cool. But if you want to ask, like, why did we did I give him this thing? Is we made like a random weapon generation like a chart, chart that I hope <laughs> we get to use again in the future because there was some really cool yeah ramifications. And on that we one. literally just sat down and yeah. for like a I cut half that part an hour. Out. Yeah, yeah it's all gone. Out. Yeah, because you literally just said, and uh, the next thing you guys are gonna hear is this cool new weapon. Oh, right, Jonathan. You <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. But we just sat down for like a good chunk of time and we were just yep. like, what is a list of, of, of effects that a weapon could do? What is a list of symbols? symbols yeah. yeah, and elements. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I, I really, I think my favorite moments in the show are when we just create together. Like, when we were like, all right, let's create um, what the teams are going to be for Gorf Ball. Oh, let's, my God. Let's create yes. performers for the Sun that was Festival. so good because we had stats for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and the stats themselves became funny. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that made my day. What were we talking about? I completely lost track. The next track. question. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, next question from Josh Palmer. Thank you, Josh. What have you learned from doing this podcast? Like, That's a very open-ended question. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like it. I'll just start with some easy ones. Obviously, I've learned a lot of editing skills. There a lot of microphones. <laughs> oh, yeah. How to make podcasts. <laughs> so I've learned that. Oh yeah, I think uh, I think if I go back in the texts with Jake and Nathan, I can find this. But there was definitely a time, like a bunch of bunch of bunch of episodes had already passed, and I was like, "You guys, I just figured out how to change the volume of notes on GarageBand," <laughs> and I was so excited about it because I couldn't do that before. Yeah. So I was just learning random little logistics of, I, of music software. I definitely yeah. have since doing this podcast. I'm far more intentional at listening to background tracks. I'm watching a movie yeah. or whatever. No, and me I, too. And I noticed, oh, they're not as loud as I thought. So if you listen to the first ones, I had the music very loud. Yeah. And then finally <laughs> someone, I think it was was Katie, shout out to you, um, told me, he's like, hey, people are listening for the words, so make sure they can hear <laughs> what you guys point. are saying. I need to and, keep that in mind, too. And so then I was like, oh, yeah, I'll make the music quieter <laughs> so you can actually hear us talking. That's funny. I think I need to keep that in mind because sometimes I actually, if I have too many loud moments in the music, then we have to bring the whole thing down. Right. So the quiet moments are just gone. Yeah. So I need to be more careful about keeping the levels similar. Yeah, and keeping them, like, simple because yep. the background yep. tracks, obviously, they all sound great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, I've de- there's definitely a couple where I'll just, like, listen to them at work. I'm like, oh, man, oh, that's so cool. Um, but unless it's, like, <laughs> when they're singing, the, they're supposed to be, like, very subtle. And right, right. For those of you Game of Thrones fans, I really love the Night King theme um, because... That one works better because no one talked in that scene, so you really only did listen to the music. <laughs> and we can't do that because it's an audio medium. Right, it's And so all otherwise, talking. you wouldn't know what's happening. But it was really cool because I can now re-listen to that music, and I know what's happening in the scene because of the music. Mm. And so that's something I, I think we're getting close to. Yeah, what else have we learned? I mean, one of the things that's been kind of a growth just in my ability to do character work is... Mm. 
keeping characters straight and separate mm-hmm. and keeping <laughs> characters like separate from each other and unique in their own ways and keeping them interesting but also within that the ability to make decisions that are honest to the characters and not just honest to what I, Jake, want right. to happen. Okay. Because there's definitely been times where, like, me, Jake, has known something or I want something to happen, but I, like, would Jonathan do that? Or would Jonathan hmm. know that? Or would, would Katrina try that? Or does Quiss care? You know, like, it's one of those things of, like, having to kind of live in the characters when things are happening mm-hmm. which is kind of difficult at times because there's definitely characters that i play that don't do things the way that i would do things mm-hmm. okay which is tough i hadn't really thought about it from that angle well because i mean you are rainer yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's true a little, bit, a little <laughs> bit of a different situation uh, i think for me I've, I've definitely learned a lot about storytelling and i've always loved telling stories but this has been a really good exercise of having to tell these stories and take the world that i've already made but mixing that with what the you guys are building do, the yeah. world we're building and leaving it open enough that you guys can still do things and i'm not just like this is what has to be done because those are the i think the worst parts if i ever <laughs> say like this is what we have to do the best parts are as we've said when we just make up new stuff and we play with it yeah roll the dice see what happens um so then learning how to do that but then also satisfyingly tie that up in a way that makes sense. Make it seem like we planned it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> make it seem like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a that sounds like a great way to resolve that piece of the story, um, and also still keep it suspenseful. So I've been learning. It's been good practice for for me to tell stories. Yeah, and yeah. I, I would say on that same line, this whole process. I mean, when when looking at Night's Quest proper, that way of telling stories where two people are telling the same mm-hmm. story is really bizarre and that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're doing with night's yeah, quest because, we got three people telling the story right because any one of us can change the direction of the story mm-hmm. and uh-huh. so it's been really difficult but also it's gotten easier of finding ways to add new things change right. directions mm-hmm. change characters or add characters without mm-hmm. breaking the flow yeah. of the overarching story as i've said this before i love coming to meet to record because I myself do not know what's going to happen. None of us do. None of us know what's going to happen. It's absolutely true. We'll leave sometimes, like I'll leave a recording feeling like I just watched a TV show going, oh, I can't wait until next time to see what happens. Exactly, yeah. If you guys could hear all of the cut audio that we get rid of, I'm willing to bet like a good 80% of it would just be me going like, what? (laughs) Fucking Cerberus? What? (laughs) Like over and over, just completely thrown. Chimera. Oh, a chimera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a Cerberus. Oh, my God. Uh, next question. Uh, two people have kind of sent in a similar one. So, Jared sent in, Have you thought about adding more people to the game or having guest people come on to voice characters uh, to show up every once in a while? And then uh, Josh Krantz also asked, Would you ever have guests on? I've thought about that before, mm-hmm. and it's really tough. Because if, A, they don't listen to the show... Or B, they don't care as much. And and that's that's not necessarily what I want. But like if they aren't invested in their own character as much as we are in the mm-hmm. story that we're telling, hmm. it's really tough to bring somebody completely fresh in on and throw them into Right, like this. as we just said, like we, the three of us, just kind of figured out how we work together. Yeah. <laughs> the vibe of us telling the story. And so to implement a fourth voice into that, you know, would interrupt new creative energy that's a whole different character that that now like where do they fit how important mm-hmm. are they to what like you know it wouldn't be bad yeah. it would just be really it would, it would, it would, be, be, it would be hiccup yeah, yeah we'd have to learn really quick and i guess i i wasn't even thinking about that i was just kind of taking it for granted that like of course we have already 
gone through the entire story. Mm-hmm. And it's possible that someone else, if they wanted to jump on, has not listened to every single minute of the hours and, and hours and, and hours. And that, <laughs> as we've mentioned before, we're usually a couple episodes ahead of what we actually released. So if we wanted to record an episode mid-season with a guest, oh, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't know those episodes That's beforehand because unless I sent them all the unedited stuff right so they're so they're they would have homework yeah yeah or or their character the episode that we have a guest on would have to be like a one-off like side thing i think honestly the only way i could ever see this actually working would be a one-shot episode where maybe oh but that would be so fun that would be fun i think (laughs) that would work if we did little like side quests you know that'd be i i could see that happening because we definitely do have friends that are in the same vein of like like empire they'd be incredible yeah Yeah. a lot of them listen to the show you know who you are yeah So, like, it, it definitely sounds like it would be fun. It would just be an undertaking to work and make it good. Yeah. It, yeah. it could be do it, but, it, yeah, it would have to be... A, I think it would have to be a separate then we'd also characters, have to be separate, happy with it. Yeah, right, right. a separate sideline thing. Um, I mean, we've mentioned this before, but, Jamie, you've expressed interest in, I have, in I've being been, the quote-unquote writer. I don't have, know. like... So I don't have see. a specific time frame of when I want this to get done, but, like... Every couple of days or whatever, I just have another thought of, like, a thing that could happen. And I write it down quick, so I have them all in this little document. And I think it would be super cool. Again, I've said this before, I have no idea if it would work, but I really want to try it. And if we're okay with that, I would definitely buckle down to, like, actually writing out a lot more. I haven't gotten to that quite yet, but... That's what this break is for, you know. That's Let true. Us do yeah. Stuff like that. So. Oh, is this? Would this be an alright time to talk about uh, other projects? Yeah, yeah. That was another right, question I right. wanted to make sure we asked. But what is the future of Night's Quest going to look like during this break? And yeah. when are people going can expect us back? This is just one thing for me. I've been working on it on and off for a while, but now that we're finally done recording season one, I've had a lot more time. And you don't have to make more music all the time. Exactly. Exactly. It's just a goofy little short, like one minute long animatic of Quiss having a conversation with Mirjik. And I'm almost done with it. <laughs> I have the like the draft one finished, but I'm messing with like the lighting on mm. each of the different slides because this way it won't look so janky. And I'm hoping that'll be done soon. I don't know where to put it, though. Well, uh, if you... Because you can upload it like, on YouTube, yeah. and then I can share the link on Facebook and, and Instagram. Yeah, I guess that makes so, the most sense. I'll follow yeah. those. Yeah, so... That's not ready quite yet. It probably won't be ready even by the time this nighttime yeah, goes no, up. No, 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 yeah. But we will keep you guys posted on that. It's, follow Facebook, follow the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's hopefully it's funny. It's basically going to be... Well, no, I can't say it's the first piece of, of fan weirdness because we already have some people who've done fan art and stuff. Which, right. honestly, for all of you who've done fan art, uh, it's you know, so Kelly cool. and Josh and... <laughs> I love it so much. I just, Yeah, every time I see it, you can really see yeah. the attention to detail put into them and the heart and the love behind that. And I don't yeah. know, it's just really cool for me. Genuine, I've said this before, but yeah. it genuinely does make my day whenever I, I see stuff like that. Yeah. So. But yeah, other projects that we might have come up again, we might do that one shot thing. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people like the music, Jamie. Is oh, there a way that shit. they might be able to hear it? Oh boy, <laughs> not yet. So what we're what we're hoping to do, and I have set a few things in motion, but in a lot of other ways I haven't gotten to it yet, and I really need to. <laughs> I want to put the music into digital albums. Yeah, that'd be super cool. Oh my god, I would like love throw it, it up on iTunes, Spotify. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. SoundCloud, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know Bandcamp is a really good one that a lot of brand new yeah. people use. Yeah, we'll probably use that one. Um, I am in contact with the wonderful Katie, who I asked her 
about cover art because she mentioned that she could do something for that. Yeah, and I've seen I've seen the one for yeah, the first yeah, one. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. It was so cool. I haven't really moved forward on that project yet, but I really want to. Like, there's a lot of music we could put up there. I would need to edit a few of them so it isn't like. 10 seconds of music and then three minutes of silence and then another <laughs> couple seconds. Right. Because that's how some of the files are now. So I'd have to mess with them, tinker around a little bit. Yeah. But it's feasible. But yeah, look for more info on that. I don't know the ins and outs of how this works, but yeah. we're going to learn more about it. I have no idea how long so, it'll take, yeah. But yeah. again, when it's out, we'll let you know. So follow on them socials. The only ones that I don't think we'll be able to are any arrangement of Careless Whisper or... Uh. I'm Blue Dabba D by Eiffel 65. Um, <laughs> That's true, there is one. <laughs> there are, there are a couple, actually, that you did are... a couple like that? Yeah, yeah, but they're very they're very different and weird, so you probably didn't even catch it, because <laughs> I probably made it a little too abstract and strange. Well, but, then I, um, think we're, I think we can do it. You think, maybe? If, if I didn't pick... If, you can't tell that it's the original song. I'm very unclear on how that works, because we'll look it up. if it's a cover... We'll look it up. Yeah. If you, may, if you put enough of your own creative license into it, if, if it is enough of your own work then it's not stealing okay oh and the the only other one is um there's an episode where i made the scene transition music work bitch by britney spears oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was funny so (laughs) so that was worth it to me all right next question do some quick ones here yeah Uh, both from josh krantz how many episodes get recorded in a sitting one or two one or two one or two uh who edits the show i edit it i do (laughs) <laughs> Which is why I've never heard any of them. <laughs> I edit the show. Jamie does the music. He sends them back to me. I add them in there. I level them. And, right. then, I, and then I upload it. Here's one that could be quick or long. Uh, what do you guys do in real life? Like jobs, hobbies, oh etc. I work. I mean, it's not half as interesting as Night's Quest. I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, keep it, we'll keep it short. Uh, I work at a church. I work with the kids in the youth department. So I basically just get to hang out with the next generation. And have a lot of, that's a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. I work at a pizza restaurant. <laughs> That's about it. I kind of like where I am right now because it gives me like free pizza. S- sure, free yeah. pizza. What I was I also say... get free pizza in my job. <laughs> my job is the only one where I do not get free pizza. Oh mm. no, wrong career choice. <laughs> Obviously, what I was gonna say was because it's not a super labor intensive job and it's not this super high powered career thing. I actually have a decent amount of time to like work on personal stuff and yeah. art projects and hobbies and like that's been awesome because for the first time I finally have time to actually try to work on some art stuff and that's actually been going super well. So the music for Night's Quest, that's the best example of that because if I was trying super hard to break into some other career right now, I don't think I would have time you right. know? because like with this, no shade to pizzas, but it's just pizzas. Like right. It's not the most difficult thing in the world. So. Right. Jake? I'm uh, an assistant store manager for a shoe store. I sell shoes. That's my job. You used to sell glasses. I did. I used to sell glasses. And now I sell shoes. Yeah, it's, it's warts. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I do retail. Retail's my thing, I guess. There you go. Sales. But um, when I'm not selling stuff, I'm hanging out with my with my, with my ba- bouncing baby boy. Mm-hmm. And then besides Night Quests, Night Quests. There's also Pen Sword. <laughs> yeah, I do Pen Sword. You are so running so many things right now. <laughs> I've got my hands, i got my fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah. But they're mm. all very tasty pies. Tasty pies. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I do pen sword, I do Night's Quest, I do family stuff, I do work, and then randomly we'll get together with people and do like, oh my gosh, I just got into this tabletop board game with miniatures called Infinity. Yes. Okay. And it's huh. amazing. 
and I want to play it so bad, mm-hmm. but I don't have Ooh. money to pay for pieces. So oh, thank you, yeah, Robbie, major, major for Robbie. letting me use your army that you don't want anymore. <laughs> Does Robbie listen? I don't know. Hey, you better. Robbie. Um, I, I don't. I don't actually know who this is. But, <laughs> but Robbie. A lot of people yeah. listening probably don't know who Robbie is either. Um, yeah, I play a lot of D and D. I DM two campaigns right now. They're great. Ja- Jamie's in one of them. I just want to say. Jake is currently wearing a hat that has nothing on it except the tiny words dad life, and it's my favorite thing. I literally found... It's so good. I found this at Target two weeks after Father's Day, and it was on sale, (laughs) and it was like a week or two after Lindsay and I found out we were going to have a kid. Oh, okay. That was a good investment. Yeah, and so up until then, it hadn't quite landed. Like, the other shoe hadn't... I didn't... Like, it didn't didn't feel real. Yeah. And then as I'm standing there in the, the sales section at Target looking at this hat, I'm like, holy crap, I'm going to have a kid. But yeah, yeah that's, that's one great. of my favorite hats. Anyway. <laughs> Next question. Both halves of this are again from Josh Krantz. Thank you, Josh. Josh. Um, does knowing people are listening affect how you play? Slash, have you gotten any guff from people because of the swears and sense of humor? Yes and no. There's definitely people that I know that don't give two shits about this podcast because it is a D&D style tabletop role playing oh, right. type thing. Yeah. Like, I definitely tried to talk to people about it and there's like zero interest because it is like a <laughs> fantasy role play thing, mm-hmm. which is whatever. There's definitely people I don't show this to because of the swearing, like my parents, because... Mm-hmm. I just don't think they care uh, to listen to it, which is whatever. I don't think that I've ever had anybody, like, come at me about it. Right. I don't think I'm, like, careful to change what I would or wouldn't say. The only time it does affect me is, like, some of those moments we've already talked about where I was really getting frozen up. Like, I had no idea what to do, and I was really worried about that. At that moment, there will be a little bit of, like, people are listening. I need to be better so I don't (laughs) let them down. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's not on them at all. That's on me because that's my own weird mental neuroses. But I don't think, other than that, I would ever really take into account. Because I think if you did, that would kind of, that would immediately change it, you know? That's not fair. You know what, actually, spinning off of that, not necessarily having, like, the fact that people listening doesn't necessarily change what myself and my characters do but it definitely makes me want to make it sound better right i agree yeah i I definitely want to take more time and be more deliberate about the way that things are being described or the events that are happening like it's oh my gosh the blades (laughs) (laughs) love that segment um and a lot of that description was kind of like built up from the thought of like people are going to be listening to this and this is a big deal you know oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i think the only way it changes me is i go wow this people are spending their time to listen to this i should make it actually worth it right yeah. and two keeping out inside jokes that aren't a part of the show right so like obviously the three of us have jokes that are not a part of this podcast <laughs> and one of them is just that i yell dicks yeah, yeah. he yells <laughs> That's dicks never made it into the episode to start off every so recording sad. and i cut it out every time <laughs> every time mm-hmm. and it, like to everybody listening it's gonna be such a surprise because yeah, but yeah. yeah every time that's why we start off laughing sometimes <laughs> yeah. but yeah i'll, I'll I, I try to make it so that way the only jokes i use are ones that you guys would be following because if it was just the three of us then we'd be referencing a bunch of other stuff you guys right. don't know so it affects me that way but no it doesn't make me hold back right um, as right. far as the swearing thing goes yeah, it makes it tough for me to share it with certain people like whenever my family would be like so what did you do this week I'm like oh I recorded for my podcast and they're like what podcast and I'm like well about that <laughs> um, mm-hmm. or I can't talk about it really yep. at yep. work 
because I work at a church. To quote, to quote John Mulaney, not unless everybody's cool, or not unless everybody can get cool with a lot of stuff really fast. <laughs> right. Like, I don't think, like, swearing is a sin or anything like that, but I do get it, it upsets some people, it bothers people, and so I'll try to be respectful of that, obviously, in my daily life. And yeah. I think that's how most people are. Yeah. So I'm not going to be telling the parents of my church they're, you know, eighth grade kids or sixth grade kids, <laughs> hey, check out my podcast, where I say fuck. Check out my sick mix, mix, mix time. <laughs> it's fire. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I do have one student, but he's older. He's a senior now, and he kind of found out through backdoor means about my podcast. And I'm like, wow. I like prefaced it. I'm like, okay, just so you know, I do swear. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm like, okay, great. So you know who you are. Thanks for not judging me. Right. It makes it sound like he hacked your like, <laughs> yeah, that, like home I'm computer. I'm so intrigued now. Like he was in a taxi. And well, he like he sent like me a text. Remotely accessed. He sent me a text like, so I heard from a little birdie that you have a podcast. And I'm like, oh, no. who told you that? Was it Twitter? <laughs> it wasn't. It's, you can't find it on Twitter. We're not on Twitter. Maybe we should be. I'm going to make a post on Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. Next question. Oh my God. Uh, this is from Josh Palmer. Thank you. Uh, what moments did you want to have happen that never did? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh... Take it away, Nathan. <laughs> Do you, do you already have something? No, I don't know oh, how you okay. say it like that. Oh, then I can go. You go. Um, but I just... There are some. There's <laughs> just... Uh, I would say the first thing I, I want to throw out is a couple of moments that just get edited out because they are not... They don't have anything to do with the story. But to me, they were super funny. The two that immediately come to mind were the Basal Ghoul episode. Jonathan said, hey you, what's your name? And I was already laughing because I was not expecting that. Like, we were hiding. And he was just like, what's your name? So I'm already laughing. And Nathan looks at both of us and he takes a deep breath and he says, Tony! <laughs> and I fucking died. It was the best. But we had to cut it out because he didn't really say that, you know? Yeah, it was, it's it was a reference to joke, a, yeah. Inside Joke. Wait, it TV. is? Yeah. So it was a reference to a YouTube video on Inside Joke. So as we just said, yeah. I cut that out because oh I never would have thought it was funny. Yeah. You said you had another scene too? Yeah. That and then the only other thing that comes to mind is like the couple times where I had a plan for Rainer to do something and it just didn't pan out that way. Mm. I guess, like, I mean, the the first thing that comes to mind is probably the ring thing, where I briefly had this whole plan, and you guys already know about this because I talked about it in the episode, yeah. where Rainer was going to, like, steal Quiz's ring and replace it with a fake one, and I had plans of how that was going to go, but it very quickly fell apart, and what we went with instead was honestly way more interesting, so that was fine. Honestly. Yeah, I don't know if there's been anything that I, I really wanted to happen, but there's definitely been, like, I always try to plan for as many scenarios as I can, mm. and there's scenarios that I planned that didn't happen and that I thought could be cool. Like, obviously, in that same time when we were back in Goldon and Mirajik told Rainer, you have to do something or else. Right. These two options. I knew what those two options were going to be, and so part of me was really excited to do them because they just would have been nasty. Yeah. But... Uh, we didn't do that. They didn't happen. <laughs> you guys also missed about a good 20 minutes of me not understanding the parameters of this ultimatum. <laughs> because, like, I did not get it through my head that he was saying, if you don't do something interesting, one of two bad things will happen. I was so confused because I thought there were, like, three different choices. <laughs> and I thought he was asking me which one I wanted to happen. And I was, like, so thrown off. And then finally we got the hang of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> A lot, a lot of that, ha that happens a lot with Rainer's character. 
it's tough for me because like like it's been stated a few times, I just kind of create loose ends. I don't ever yeah. really plan out for the future. There's been a couple of times where I've wanted something to happen and it's either like the constraints are too much. Like like Jonathan's purple armor. Like there just wasn't enough time for Jonathan to get the full set of purple armor. What was why were we doing that? Why not? Like, I don't remember. Just because. Yeah. Just okay. Cause. Um, sure. There was I don't remember when, but there was definitely a time where like I wanted something specific for Katrina and it didn't it didn't happen that way because mm-hmm. why would it? But I mean because of the nature of how like my characters work, there isn't ever a time where I'm like, and then this happens. Yep. But it doesn't, you know, like <laughs> like very rarely does that happen because why not, you know? That's, yeah, I think the yeah. only one I can think of now I'm going back is when we first went to the coin rats. I created the Oh, that was the other one. Thank you for I, I did have a morbid that's why um, I interrupt me. That's fine. But <laughs> I, I had a really morbid interest in Jonathan fulfilling his like idea to like take over the coin rats oh, and yeah. slave oh, Goldon. Yeah. That was the only other one that I can think of. But uh, I had created the eagle. With yeah. The, and she, like in my brain, I'm like this is going to be perfect to help Katrina find her mom. And so when they got there, I'm like, Katrina's going to go straight to the eagle and, and she ask didn't. her where her mom is. And she's like, I want to find my money. And I'm like, what? <laughs> She also was very drunk. Was, what do you mean you want to find your that money? Was really funny. And then I created this thing that ended up like being a problem I had to deal with later. I'm like, oh shit, the eagle knows everything. everything. <laughs> but then that became a really cool thing with, with how Mirtik dealt with that. And so I thought oh there were right. a lot of different how that built up. And the eagle did inevitably lead Katrina on a yeah, path. Yeah, she, yeah. Yeah. I genuinely enjoyed playing the eagle. I do wish I would have done a couple things differently with the eagle. But okay. like Voice wise, I wish I would have picked a different voice for it because it was it didn't super convey anything really about the character. Yeah, the eagle was a really weird plot device. For Definitely, everybody. <laughs> yeah, then we had to be like, oh, oh no, but there's the eagle. I really liked how the fight with her went because mm-hmm. I think it really conveyed you could die. I yeah, think, I think it very much like it didn't get super goofy. It didn't get. I liked. I kind of liked that Rainer just ran away at first because, like, because he knew like this is not happening right now. Just me, absolutely not. I'm not someone who's good at fighting or yeah, trained we, or we anything. We have had <laughs> three, two fights. Yeah, Rock Boys, yeah. Eagle, <laughs> Eagle, Reginald, Rory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And then maybe maybe you could count with Jonathan and Grog that one time. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the boots. Yeah, but that's it. Oh, no, no, Quiz, Quiz, and um, yeah, oh, Quiz and the burn shards. No, I was gonna say Quiz and. Well, you're uh, both right. The, the Mistwalker, Mistwalker. Yeah, okay, so maybe there's been more fights. Yeah, there's been a couple, yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm glad that they aren't happening constantly because I think that gives them more weight. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's, not, how, that's not our show. That's how life works. You don't. You're not just going from fight and, to fight. And like with the dice. People could die in fights. Yeah. People do die in fights. Like we I need to be careful about that. With our first fight with the Rock Boys, is when I realized this is not like other RPG games where you're like, right. oh, we fight, we just right. fight stuff, That's and we, and we kill stuff. In this one, it's like, oh, we're fighting things that could be humans. I don't know about that. And I'm like, I'm like, in my brain, I'm like, they're not. Just kill them. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then Jonathan's like, them. there are monsters down here. Pull yeah. me up. Yeah. And I'm like, that was so we're gonna good. Fight? I'm giving you weapons. What are we gonna because, do? Because you described it in such a creepy way. I don't know if you were doing this on purpose, but you very much described it like something unknown, something 
horror movie. Something mm-hmm. there's like little lights glinting in the distance, and suddenly you see these rocks moving. And Jonathan was just like, "Nope, nope, not dealing with this. Get me, get me out of here." And that was so great because it set the tone of like we're maybe not going to be the bravest characters in the world, but we're going to be like rational thinking oh, people who that, can get scared sometimes. That, and like, that me, worked so well. That reminds me of an, uh, one more question that Neil said yeah, in sure. just today. So thanks, Neil. Neil. Um, it was for me. He said, for Nathan, what decisions made by Jake or Jamie annoyed you the most or <laughs> derailed your plans the most? And I think we've kind of already talked oh, about that with the previous oh, question. No. <laughs> but I think as far as derailed goes, I never really have had many straightforward plans. But when we were going into the mine, which is what I think the first time I was like, you're going in the mine. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And you guys were like, well, hold on. Let's get a whole crew. Let's get some support ropes. Can we get headlights? Do we have food and water? Do we have to go now? Can we go tomorrow? You know, rest up and plan. And I'm like, in my brain, I'm like, we're doing a dungeon crawl. This is is the next quest marker on your map. Yeah, like go into it. Go towards it. And you guys were in there like, oh, let's be careful. Let's be cautious. They send this guy ahead. You know, we can just leave the mine at any time, right? And I'm like, uh, I guess. (laughs) And so we realized this isn't like D&D campaigns. This is us playing rational characters right. doing what actual people or these people it's like the path set out for the dragonborn but like his buddy steve <laughs> is just doing he's it he's like hey whoa i don't hey hey i'm not just gonna kill <laughs> guys, people guys, what do you think guys. about this hey we'll need to just kill everyone come on let's chill <laughs> come on this is nasty yeah. um and so then from then on i've realized that and two you guys being more questioned like hey whoa there's rock monsters why are they here and i had to be like they can't just be monsters? What do you mean? Right. They have a reason yeah. why they're here. <laughs> so I had to I think, figure that out. I'd be like, I think oh, somebody shit. asked, like, like, are monsters a thing that we... Like, do we right, encounter exactly. beasts and monsters on a daily basis? Or is this weird? And I want to make it clear. I was not coming at this from the perspective of, like... I'm going to subvert fantasy tropes. I was literally just thinking, like, what would I do? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. probably get scared. <laughs> Any cool things we did wasn't... Don't give us credit for it. Don't give us credit. It was an accident. Don't give us credit. Right. We're stupid. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> oh, my God. And, awesome. like, on a practical level, the other reason I want to be careful with stuff like that is because I really, really don't want Rainer to die. Because yeah. I put a lot of time and thought into this mm-hmm. character. And, like, I'm going to be very disappointed if yeah. he literally dies and I have to figure out how to keep playing without that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Excuse me to the a question I wanted to ask uh, okay. you guys is uh, at what point in the story did you feel like you knew who your character was? Hmm. Like you, you could say like, oh, I know what, who Jonathan is. Or... <laughs> Has that still to happen? <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know who any of my characters are. <laughs> because... Jonathan's backstory is continuously forgotten and overwritten. Yep, yep. Katrina still has so much left unknown. But not, not like not like the story, but like who they are as like a person. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, hmm. Jonathan, I've got pretty down pat. Katrina's still growing. Just fuck Quiss, I guess. <laughs> and like a lot of the, the side characters that I play are pretty well grounded because they don't have much to them. Mm-hmm. So, just like the one thing about them, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, once once they 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 fulfill their purpose and they they do that, yeah, I would say Quiss, I yep, and then Katrina yeah. is still going, and I feel like I feel like the one who I'm most the most comfortable in their skin is probably Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And I think with Quiss, that makes perfect sense because we've got a character who literally his motivations were rewritten like with a pencil. Yeah, so like it makes perfect sense that. 
it's very, very difficult to get a read on who he actually is and what he wants mm. because that was changed by outside forces, which is something that doesn't happen to real people. Right. Like, this is super weird territory. With Rainer, I don't think I got it for a long time, and now, even now I feel like I'm just starting to understand what's going on because for a long time I was looking at it through a lens of figuring out what Rainer would do is a problem that I have to fix. Like, it's a flaw that I have to get better at, and I wasn't thinking of it in terms of what's he going to do? Like, mm-hmm. what's he thinking about? What does he want? Instead of those things, I was just worrying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> because, because I was having such a such a tough time with, with how the game works. You guys know that. Yeah. And I wanted to make it as good as possible. So, for a while, that was keeping it from growing. That was keeping it from becoming a real character, I think, certainly. Now that he's had all of this stuff happen, and we've gotten to the point of, like, Mirjit giving him that ultimatum... And Rainer himself feeling like a lot of the things he has done and he has chosen have led to this other craziness happening. And now he feels like he has to take responsibility for some of that, especially with Bathilda. I feel like he's finally... Well, because he literally just stood there and said, okay. Yeah. And I think that's going to weigh on him a lot, especially Mm -hmm. during this upcoming quest. So I think some of those things have finally settled it in for me, at least, Mm -hmm. of like... I think I sort of get it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for myself, Salazar always kind of knew his shit. <laughs> Leroy, I think it took me a couple episodes to really hone in like what his level of craziness was. Yeah, There's been a moment where I'm like, okay, yeah, that was a little too stupid. He's not that stupid. He didn't forget his memory, so I feel like that's... I also like the retcon of when we were like, Leroy, come on. You, you knew the answer to that one, and he was like, maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> that was me in real life going, no, nah, that was that too was, stupid. But, yeah, but it worked in the story because I love the idea of him like dialing it back a little bit like yeah all right (laughs) um and then most characters I I have to figure it out along yeah like what about Grork Grork Grork's kind of a journey because he started off as (laughs) you bump into someone to oh let's have it be the same one and then I brought him back the third time with Jonathan like oh this will be a cool confrontation and then the amulet happened, and that totally rewrote who he was. Right. And now I kind of like where he is. Yeah. All right, I've got three more questions for us. Two of them are ones that we have to say every nighttime, otherwise it's not a real nighttime episode. Oh, my goodness. Which are, what do you want to happen next, and what do you think will happen next? And audience, again, feel free to let us know what you think will happen next and what you will want yeah. to happen next, because... It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> right. Right. Even by the time this nighttime goes up, we probably yeah, yeah. won't have gotten we terribly far. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know the bare bones of what's happening. We know we're going to Tariv. Almost probably. All. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, a storm whirls above your Which head. Which did happen in Night's Quest proper. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. They went from Glenwood to Tariv, and <laughs> no. Sir Nathaniel just got thrown off the ship by sheer, like, just because, and it was so fucking annoying. And I call that... And then there was the traveling dump. island. Yeah, it was a traveling island. That was person. so oh, irritating. dude. I forgot it, about anyway, that. Anyway, back, back, back to this. We one. are not going to come upon a cursed island. <laughs> I am making that statement right now. I'll say it and you'll be like, no. No. That's a little too the odyssey for my taste. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to happen? Because Rainer is like the biggest way I look at this story and this experience... Um, that's pretty much the only way I think about it. So I guess what I want to happen is I want adventures in Tarif, but I also want them to be focused to Quiss, you know, because that's mm-hmm. the point right now. Mm. So at least for Rainer, I think it would be delightful and wonderful if other people got up to other shenanigans, but I think at least for Rainer, I want to try to keep my part of the story focused. 
I don't know if that'll work. I don't even mm-hmm. know if that's the best idea. But that's kind of how I want this to go because I don't want him to be worrying all the time and I don't want him to be uh, stammering over, what do I do? Like Because I think we finally got to a point where it makes sense for him to have that focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, he is the exonerator. Yeah. Jake, I what do you want? would love for Katrina to do more stuff with the blades. <laughs> that was so cool. Uh, I'm losing my mind wondering whose name is written on that contract. Mm-hmm. I'm freaking All out. All three of us are. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought, I thought maybe that was something you guys had already decided. But, uh, uh, no, okay. no idea. No, <laughs> Never I mind. Then. All right. I have no idea who's going to die. I'm excited okay. to go to Tarif. I am very excited to do more with Quiss. And yes. I really. I think you mean Conquest. Yes. What do I want? I want him to become more and more powerful and more of a problem for everybody else. <laughs> I want Jonathan to be more, just more. <laughs> better? Yeah. Better. Yeah. I want to be better. Yeah. And I want more cool stuff to happen. What do I think is going to happen? I think for the most part, we're going to try and stick. Because, like, we, we set up our own quest this time. Yeah, that's true. Um, like, we have our own destination. Whereas, like, before it was very much like, okay, now what? And <laughs> then we did that. I feel like we're going to be a bit more on top of things. I'm definitely going to feel more comfortable with the characters and with side characters and stuff like that. I think it's going to be more good from the get-go. Yeah, we'll start off on... Yeah, knowing what we're doing, yeah, <laughs> and it won't be recorded on <laughs> on the laptop microphone. Yeah. Oh boy, that was rough. Thank yeah. you, thank you everyone for listening to episode one. Yeah, that's <laughs> we appreciate your sacrifice. That's definitely a filter on, <laughs> on who listens to our show. There's about five times as many listens on that one as there is on episode two. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, and I can't super blame them. No, I can't. <laughs> I also really want more of the world. To get explored because oh, yeah. the Me majority of like Knight's Quest specific stuff that we've explored is the library. And we've <laughs> talked about Elven stuff and we've kind of dipped our toes into spirits and deities. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. But okay. I really want to explore more of the culture of <laughs> this world meant, that we're in. I thought you meant we specifically geographically spent too much time in the library. <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> that way. I mean, we haven't even recorded yet, but I've already got yeah. some ideas for new characters, yes. new spirits. Yes! Uh, oh new my places. God. As far as when that episode comes out, yeah. it'll be... I want to have something up and running by our one-year anniversary, which yeah. I think is in August. So mm. either A, that'll be one of those previous things we've talked about, or B, hopefully we'll be the show will into be back. Things, I'll be yeah. in the swing of things. Either that'll be the premiere, a trailer might come out that day, or it will have been started weeks before that. I have no idea. But that's that's for sure when I want to have something. So yeah, after this episode it's gonna be it's gonna be a long dry hiatus. Hiatus, yeah. yeah. Obviously if you wanna to listen to Night's Quest again, you can you can do that I suppose. <laughs> um, but if you wanna to listen to more of, of Jake talking, they can. Go check out Pensword. Yeah. Uh, either through Stitcher or we're on Spotify or iTunes podcast or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. We post every week on our Instagram at pensword, pens underscore word. (laughs) Pensword. They they wouldn't let us put sword in our name. (laughs) Um, And then we've also got an Instagram or a Twitter and a Facebook that we post on as well. So So check that out. Uh, I've been able to guest on that. And then if you want us to another show that both Jake and Jamie have guested on. Jamie, you want to explain that one? Oh, absolutely. Our wonderful friend Kelly is running a podcast called Fanimated. 
and it was on hiatus for a while, but they yeah. actually back. just had one go up like it's a back. week and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, it's Kelly, and she brings on tons of different people to talk about their favorite animated media, be that movies, video games. I think it's mostly films, um, a couple of TV shows and yeah. stuff. And they're so interesting because every time... The Somebody people... learns something. It, yeah. Yes, exactly. The people who are the most excited about this random particular movie or TV show have seen things in it that no one else has. Mm. So they get to share that. And it's super cool because I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, like, I have never thought about that from mm-hmm. the 1960 version of Cinderella. Like, right. who would have thought, you know? Like, right. it's so cool to see it with a new perspective. Yeah, yeah. like the episode that, that Kelly and I recorded, we were talking about Samurai Jack. Yeah. Did you she, love, you love she had only seen the new season, which okay. had come out after, like, 15 years. I yeah, think. it was like, a crazy long like time, yeah. So we'll it was really out. cool to talk about that. Yeah, and then the other show, if you want to listen to it, uh, it's called The Schroding Box, S-C-H-R-O-E-D-I-N-G. Um, it's made by Josiah, again, the guy I created Night's Quest proper with. There's only a couple episodes out right now, and they're all very short. You could probably listen to all of them in the amount of time it took you to listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's very much uh, like Welcome to Nightville, if you've ever heard that mystery oh, town. Yeah. You don't know what's going okay. on. And it's just It just leaves loose ends. And so I'm, I'm, I want to message him like, are we going to solve these mysteries? Like, what's going on? <laughs> but I think that's part of the fun, as you don't know. Um, and, of course, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the show The Adventure Zone. Just go fucking listen to The Adventure Zone. Listen to The Adventure, to the Adventure Zone. Zone. <laughs> yeah. They inspired us to do what we do. And, I mean, they're, they're better than and us. I mean, and, a, <laughs> and a bunch of shows like it, like, I'm subscribed to a couple other tabletop. Critical Role? Yeah. Well, critical critical yeah. Role is one. There's also, I think it's called Bombardment. Oh, yeah. It's just it's just a bunch of bards. Oh, you media. told me about that. Yeah. yeah. Again, we're not or sponsored. Bom- bombarded. Bombarded. Yeah. We're not sponsored by any of these shows. Um. So, if, hey, if you're one of them, you want to pay us. We're not sponsored by anything. Yeah. We're not sponsored by any. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not saying that as a positive. Like, oh, we're cool and independent. Like, I want to be sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> I want to sell Please out. Please pay us money. There's I want to sell, <laughs> sell out. Yeah. As fast as possible. So this can be a business. There's yeah. also Hello from the Magic Tavern. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good, yeah. So. In the hiatus, check those out. Don't forget to come back to us. <laughs> Don't yeah, leave yeah, us please. when you hear these other amazing shows. But yeah, that should scratch your itch. I think I've already made this joke, but it would just be my dream come true if we're like doing a Night's Quest episode and Rainer's like, hold on, guys. And he pulls out like a Coke. It ruins. So refreshing. It just ruins Coke the integrity zero. of the show. Coke Zero. <laughs> same great Coke, same great Coke taste. Now with zero sugar. <laughs> no, and now or, a hint of added vanilla. Or, or, or Gorg goes, mmm. You know what this drink is? It's <laughs> better. <laughs> we get sponsored by the fictional company that we made up. <laughs> that we run? That's amazing. Oh, oh my god, please. Uh, Guys, we just give ourselves money. It's the perfect plan. <laughs> Why have I never thought of that? Best business. Actually, it's kind of what better is, let's be honest. Um, so the last question is actually kind of touching on what we talked about. It's All from right. Josh Krantz again. Thank you, Josh. I'll just read the whole thing he says. I really like what you three have done, and season two could and will be amazing. So, if someone like me wanted to help be a part of your success, what could be done to help? What do you need to take it to the next level? Oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah, one, thank you for that. Yeah. That's really cool that you're interested in that. Um, And for all the rest of you who are probably thinking that, I guess for me, I think the first thing is if we do want to be sponsored or something like that, we just need to have more people listening to our show. We do yeah. not have enough people. Like, even if we had a sponsorship, they, like, pay by how many people listen. Right. We wouldn't even make a dollar, right? <laughs> like, we would make nothing. I say this every week almost, but leaving reviews helps so that more people will see the show on iTunes. Yeah. And or just, this is probably even better, just 
tell people that yeah you know to tell people you think that are interested share it yeah. with share it with friends share it with family whoever whoever you want classmates who you think would enjoy our show yeah. also just being involved like we absolutely love when people comment on our posts uh, or yep, like yep, send us yep. their like favorite moments from the show or yep. ask us questions on social media because we try fan and, art, yeah. yeah fan art is freaking amazing get involved on our social yeah. media because we love to see it other people would yeah. be interested when they see your stuff and like being right. able to interact mm-hmm. with our listeners yeah. on a more regular basis yeah, because that really helps our creative process as i said we're not sponsored so we haven't made a dime off of this i don't think it'll ever be our full-time profession but no. if we did have income that would like definitely justify the hours we put into it right. and right. honestly it would let us be able to buy better mics more like equipment oh and oh here's, here's another one uh-huh. uh, i love your feedback yeah, I, I I thrive off of feedback, and I mean that in like the things you like, but also the things you dislike. If you're and like, the, and if when if you like catch us out on stuff, uh, yeah, if we if we make okay. a continuity error, or if we do something where you're like, hey, that actually wasn't funny. Obviously, please be polite about it. We need that feedback, and what you guys enjoy hearing. I'm not saying we're going to cater it, but if we're like, oh, right. hey, they liked this. Well, we can do more of that. Or if like, oh, that didn't go well. Maybe we were kind of feeling right. that didn't go well. Then we you know might not do other stuff. So. Give us your feedback again. Best way to do that's on social, and because I'll just help make us better at doing the show. <laughs> I cannot say the word it's better in be my entire life. Everybody, I literally in my daily life will say the word better, and I want to be like better, better. <laughs> it's gonna be ruined for everybody. <laughs> so the two ways you can help us go to the next level is. Give us your feedback and just tell more people. The bigger this community grows, more fun it'll be for you too, because there'll be maybe more memes, more <laughs> animated stuff, more fan art, and that's oh my god, Night's Quest memes. Can you imagine? We've got one. We do. We have one. It's on Facebook. You saw it. You liked it. I made it. Which one? Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Night's Quest memes. <laughs> Eric Andre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's all we got. So from the bottom of our heart, thank you so much for listening to all of this. It's just crazy that. That people listen to it. Yeah. And we'll keep you posted as new stuff comes out. Listen to other shows. Tell people about the show. And we'll see you. We, we won't see you. I always say that. <laughs> we'll have another episode out for you eventually. So just wait. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your questions, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Wow. All right. And now... Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and now... <laughs> Damn it. Now I want to end it on that. No. <clears throat> and I present to you... Uh-huh. A bunch of times that Jamie said, God, Wahoo! God damn it. <laughs> Wahoo! Woohoo! Woo! Woohoo! Wahoo! Woo! Wahoo! Wahoo. <laughs>